What's up, you guys? Thanks for tuning in to Real Talk Podcast with your girl, Jess Nick Nick. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can be the first one to listen to all new episodes or whatever platform you're listening to. Keep in mind, this is an 18 and over podcast. You have to be mature to listen to this podcast. And I'm so, listen, I'm trying not to laugh, you guys. She making me laugh already. So I'm so excited. My first guest on my podcast is my mom. Say hi, mom, to everybody that's listening. Hello to everybody that's listening. I promise not to cuss. She lying. <laughs> that's why I saw you have to be 18 and over to listen to this podcast. So today's episode subject we're talking about is mental health, depression, especially in the black community. I feel like a lot of people do not understand what depression is. Um, I think everybody have their own opinion on what depression is, especially if you have not went through it. So I looked it up, the definition of depression, and it said it's a mood disorder that causes a persistent feeling of sadness and loss of interest. It affects how you feel, think, and behave, and can lead to a variety of emotional and physical problems. Now, I am not ashamed to say, maybe back then, but I'm not ashamed to say that I to suffer from of mental illness. I do suffer from depression. I suffer from social anxiety. I had really bad social anxiety, especially around like junior high and elementary. If you was a classmate of mine in junior high, then you know what I'm talking about. Um, what else I suffer from? Oh, I suffer from temper problems. I had some anger issues, but I think I got a hold of that better than what I... <laughs> not funny mama I have I can control my anger at some point I definitely controlled my um social anxiety it's not as bad at all as what it used to be but the depression is still there sometimes it creeps in and creeps out but um I went and I seeked help and I also take medication for it and I'm not ashamed to say that um I think depression does not care who you are you can be white black purple green it's a mental illness period and I think black people in general in our culture it's a lot of myths behind depression a lot of people don't feel depression is real it's just the state of mind it's just something you're telling yourself I think it's real what do you what do you think mom what what is your definition of depression what do you think depression is I know depression is real it's not what I think I know I have been depressed. Sometimes I still get depressed. Um, Depression can send you in many different places. Um, Bad places that you don't want to be. It makes you feel worthless. Uh, It can send you spiral down. It can take you so many places that you don't want to go and far as you go I didn't never know that you were depressed because you would come home from school and I would say Nikki how was your day you go fine I was lying and I was lying you know you just it's bad and it kills me when I hear black people say oh that's not you're not depressed you don't need to see a counselor yes you do yes you do there's many people that committed suicide because they were depressed. There's many people in prison because they were depressed. Because they took their anger out on someone else when they could have went to a counselor. 
And like I said, depression hit people different ways. And it hit me in a bad way that people don't know. And if it hadn't have been for my grandbaby, I wouldn't be sitting here now. Right. So one of the things I asked my therapist when I was talking about depression, because it's a different type of depression. It's bipolar depression, severe depression. I honestly asked him, was I having bipolar depression? And he said, no, he don't think I'm bipolar. Because I did ask him that. Because of the emotions that come with depression, you can't get that mixed up real easily. But he says it can go away. It is fixable. Mm -hmm. But it depends on you and your your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So when did you know that you was going through depression? Or when did you start to feel different? I knew I was going into depression when I no longer had a job. My back was against the wall. I couldn't feed my family. I couldn't pay the rent. Um, felt like the walls was closing in on me. I didn't know. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I just didn't know what I was going to do. And I felt so worthless. Like, what am I here for? What did I do wrong? Who did I do wrong? What am I... What is God making me pay for? Am right. I supposed to be here? Maybe this is the end. And that's when I knew something's not right with me. Something's not right with me. And like I said, I, I was going to do it. I was going to do it. And having come to the stairs and was like, Granny, Nana, come upstairs. What you doing? I said, well, I'm doing laundry. She was like, nah, Nana. The clothes right here. I was like, no, heaven, don't come down here. She was like, no, Nana, I need you. I need you. I was like, girl, go on. She was like, no, Nana. And as she was coming down the stairs, that's what made me put down whatever I was finna do. I put it down. And I came up and I grabbed it. And she said, I need you, Nana, I need you. And that's what made me say, Janice, you need some help. And that's when I went and got help and got put on medication. And then I started feeling better, and I realized there's a brighter day. Right. There's another day coming. And I started praying, and then I started talking to people. I started talking to family and friends. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, there was. Everybody kicked in. Everybody kicked in and started helping me because, see, they didn't know what I was going through. If a person don't know what you're going through, mm -hmm. you can't get help. Mm -hmm. You have to tell somebody yep. what you're going through because, and that's the case, they don't know. Right. I can't help you if you don't tell me. And I hadn't told anybody. Like, you hadn't told me. Right. So you have to tell somebody when you're going through something because we're not mind readers. Mm -hmm. I didn't tell you because I felt like you was going through your own stuff. And that's a lot to have a kid going through something mental. And I didn't even know what I was going through. I didn't even know what depression was. Like, because I was believing the same ignorant myth, too, that depression wasn't real. It's just in your mind. So I, didn't, I just knew I was happy. And in one minute, I hated life itself. So I couldn't really tell what was going on with me because I didn't know what was going on with me. I just knew it was something really bad on the inside. And at some point, I started thinking that I was crazy. No. Like, for real, I started thinking that I was crazy because I just was not happy no more. First, I can say it started when I was a kid. You know, I was happy or whatever. I had friends. But it started with social anxiety for me first. It was so bad. I couldn't speak in front of crowds. I couldn't um, 
I, I flunked speech class because that's how scared I was to stand up and talk in front of everybody because I always feel like everybody was judging me when they was looking at me. Plus, on top of that, I was bullied very bad. So I didn't want no attention on me at all. So I had social anxiety. I couldn't talk to people. So it started with that, and then I just started feeling empty and feeling like nothing. And when you told that every day by your classmates, the people that you considered friends or whatever, the neighborhood kids that bully you, you start to believe that. And I was believing that. So on top of the social anxiety, plus getting bullied, I fell in depression really bad. And I think I think I knew when I had got pregnant, that's when everything spiraled out of control for me. And I think it's bad because I was pregnant at the time. And, you know, you don't want that type of emotional stress when you're pregnant. Anyway, you carrying a child. I was scared to be a mom. I was left alone to be a mom. Yes, I don't care who I offend. This is my truth. <coughs> this is my podcast. That person knows it, too. I was a single mom at the time when um, I had got pregnant. The relationship had ended. I felt alone. I felt ashamed because I had all these goals set up for me. I had applied for fashion school in Chicago. I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, I was the only child. So I felt like I had this future set in front of me. And then I messed up and I got pregnant. And see, that's another myth that, uh, oh, you're supposed to go to school. You're supposed to graduate. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to get married. You're supposed to have a kid. I wanted all that. But at the same time, you're not the only one. You won't be the first one. You won't be the last one. And I have always told you that. Mm-hmm. You can't live by what people put these standards on you. And I think sometimes people just put this out here. Well, I need you to go to school. I need you to graduate. I need you to get married. I need you to have kids. Mm-hmm. That's not life. That's not true life. You're not going to get that white picket fence. That ain't what's going I on. Listen. I've been, going, gonna happen, I've been going to college since 2005, y'all. I'm 34 okay. years old. But well, that's okay. Look at you now. I'm tired of school. I ain't going back. But that's not... People... Oh, girl, you went and got pregnant. This Okay. Right. That's but how you I were felt. 21. You were 21. Right. You weren't 14. So right. there's nothing for you to be ashamed of. I always I mean, thought that people really? were going to look down on me. Because you really? know, I'm going to be real with you. I do. I have a hood side that don't give a damn side and then okay. I have a bougie ass side and yes from a family member I was looked down on because I had got pregnant I wasn't married I didn't finish college and then I had all these future things set up for me and it was scary because I'm like this is my first time being a mom the person that I had a kid with to me that was my first love so you know when that ended I felt like my world was it, it was over at that time. So I went through so many emotions. And then I remember this counselor lady, uh, this is when like the old hospital was it Mercy? Mercy. They had this program and I don't know what made me sign up for and she just pulled me into the room and she was talking to me. She was like, you know, um, they have this thing called postpartum depression. I was like, what is that? That's not me. I don't want to hurt my baby. I don't I don't care to hurt my baby, but I was going through it. And that don't mean that you want to hurt your child, but they want to make sure that I didn't. Because postpartum will make you hurt your kid because you feel like your life is over. Yeah, but... And I think I was going through depression then. It was a lot. And for me, also depression, for me... Okay, so I'm trying to put it in words. 
remember grandma was like, Nikki, I'm so happy for you because I feel like you coming out your shell. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what does she mean by that? But now I understand what she meant by that because during the time we stayed like in Napier Manor, mm -hmm. I went through so much deep depressed depression, I lost time of myself. If that make any sense. I was so sad and so imprisoned in my own mind. So now I'm 34 years old and I'm just really happy. Waking up happy and living my life. Because I imprisoned myself. Because I was worried about what everybody thought about. I was a mom. I didn't have a good support system when it came to friends. I didn't have, when it came to relationship wise, it was just me and my child. Then I had jaw, of course, but that was it. And I feel like the world was on my shoulders. I imprisoned myself. If yeah. that make any sense. It makes a lot when of I sense. When I said I feel like I mean one day I was, we laughed about it because I was like, I feel like I'm in a time machine. Like I missed all them years. Cause every day it was the same cycle. Wake up and cry, take care of heaven, go to school. I was not even interested in school, but it, I had put it in my mind. I have to go to school. I have to have a career because now I'm a mom. I have to take care of this child. I have to do something with myself. So, and then I come home, cry some more, and it was the same thing every day. And the time was just passing by. And, and I was part of depression. Right. I didn't know what it was. That was depression. I had so many breakdowns, and I blamed it on the pregnancy, but I used to just cry for no reason. I hated myself. I really did. And that's what I'm saying. That's part of depression. And, and, and it was okay, but you just really needed somebody else to talk to besides me. And mm -hmm. sometimes... Because you're not going to tell me the truth. You're not going to tell that person that you love, that person that you're close to. You're not going to tell them everything but an outsider mm -hmm. that has no dog in the fight. Right. You're going to sit down and you're going to tell them everything. They're going to tell you the truth. Even though I would have told you the truth. Right. You're not going to tell me everything. Mm -hmm. But, and another thing, people need to realize you can't live your life by the next person. So whoever that bougie person is in this family, you know what you can do for me. <laughs> and you know what you could have did for her. They know what because they me now. I'm going to be honest with you. That boozy person, you must forget that I know where you come from. And we have always not had a pot to piss in and a dough to throw mm -hmm. out of. And we can sit back and look at your family now. And be laughing. But I promise Nikki I wasn't going to go there. So I'm not going to go there. Just so we're going to move names. on. We're just going to move on to something else, <laughs> another subject. Because I really be done put you out there, but we're not going to do that. Because now I know why she was depressed, and it's because of you. So you better move on to another subject, because I don't want to rock it, Nikki. I'm going to get to finna say some shit. No, it's just Okay, go on to the next subject. Because, mm -hmm. like, even in my therapy session, Baby. Mm -hmm. even in my therapy session, my therapist was like, um, we found the root of my depression. He was like, you are such a caring person, and you have such a big heart that you really care about what? Everybody think of you. Everything. Yeah. I try to play it off like I didn't, but I did. I cared about everything people said about me, and so I felt so. Girl. On top of it, she's so funny. She study rockets on some girls. <laughs> so on top of postpartum depression, trying to find myself because at 21. You still out here doing whatever. You ain't really, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I was struggling trying to find myself. I felt really bad when the fashion um, fashion school that I signed up for did reach out to me, and I was so excited. By then, I was like nine months pregnant. And she was like, oh, you can still come here. We have a daycare. You can have your baby. But I was so scared. I was like, I'm not going to leave my parents' home. Yeah, you home. Going away with my baby. Right. I wasn't going to leave my support system. 
so I, I you know I said forget about fashion school and try other things to do but so I'm postpartum depression trying to find out where I belong in life and finna be a young mom no I was not a teen mom but I was a young mom I got pregnant at 21 and had her at 22 and I thought you know what I'm saying let people say quote unquote I was so spoiled and so sheltered I was oh, really damn, going still say that now. right I really was going through some stuff but it was after I had heaven that's why I named her my joy because I couldn't come up with a middle name and I just felt joy and I was like okay I think that's what helped me through my depression because I felt like someone needed me you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. like I'm raising a human being the way I raise this human being is going to shape how she's going to become an adult so she needs me here mm-hmm so I think that's why I have the relationship I have with her, too. Like, I have a relationship with you, me and her, super tight. Me and you, super tight. That helped me with depression. Mm-hmm. So I thought. And then I went through it again. I had, I think it was a time I had lost my job. Having needed clothes. We were struggling real bad. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Because I didn't even have a bed. I was sleeping on a mattress. Mm-hmm. I just felt like nothing. Mm-hmm. And I had a breakdown. And I was like, I'm, I'm finna end it. I felt like I had thought everything out. I felt like heaven would be okay with y'all. Mm-hmm. But I felt like I wasn't a good mom. I felt like I couldn't contribute nothing to her. And it was bad because I started yelling at her. I started being really mean to her. With depression, you do push people away and you don't even know it. You don't know it. And it started affecting her because she started being depressed and crying and started acting out the way I was acting out. And see, that's another thing. Um... You can't, when you said she'd have been okay with us. That's what I thought. But you don't. And that's why I said let's hit on this suicide thing. Listen. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. Because, baby. we definitely going to get into that. But before we get into that, I want to talk about myths of depression. So, for so long, for so long, even in the black community, for so long, they look at it as a weakness if you reach out for help. Just like they no. say that myth, a man shouldn't cry. All that's that another thing. Let me tell y'all crap. something. Men, yeah. black men, listen to me. Listen to me. I don't know where you get that from. A man ain't supposed to cry. But you listen to me real good. Listen to me. If you was raised in a black Christian home, you know for yourself, Jesus wept. So who are you? If Jesus wept, then who are you to say that you're not supposed to cry? Because I'm going to tell you this. There's a million of men, black men, that's sitting in prison right today. If they'd have cried before they went and put that pistol, that shotgun, or that knife up against somebody's throat or their head, they wouldn't be in prison right now. And they will tell you that. If I had went somewhere and cried and got that anger out, I wouldn't be sitting behind these bars doing double life. Right. It's good to cry. Tears are good for the soul. I ain't saying you got to go out there in the middle of the street and go to screaming at the top of your lungs. But you can go home and shut your door behind your doors because don't nobody know what goes on behind closed doors. You could have cried Tuesday and wiped your eyes. And seen a freedom day come Wednesday. But instead, oh, I'm a man. I ain't gonna cry. That's Tuesday. I'm gonna go out here and kill a motherfucker Wednesday. And there your dumb ass set up in prison for the rest of your damn life. Now you done left your whole family for the rest of your life when a few little tears could have saved your life. You think about that. 
Jesus wept, and you're mm-hmm. no better than them. You think about that. That's why I be telling people, male or female, if you going through something, go get help. If you like, at first, I was ashamed too. So I would go. We have a, a mental health clinic here called Riverwood, and everybody used to make fun of it. Like, you go to Riverwood, you got to be crazy. Oh, you crazy. Or if you ride past and you see somebody outside Riverwood, you be like, damn, that person crazy. I ain't know that. That is not what that meant. So I remember I used to hurry up and go in there. I used to want my therapist to hurry up and call my name because I didn't want people in the lobby to see me. But y'all, when I tell y'all, I went up in there, I seen some people I used to hang with, people I thought had their lives together. It was so many people that I knew. And the first thing we say when we look at each other, what you went here for? Like we was in jail or something. And honestly, it wasn't because they was crazy. I told my therapist that I was like, I'm so ashamed because people are going to talk about me. Because remember, I care what everybody think about at the time. At the time, I don't care no more, for real. But he was like, um, what do you mean? I said, because people going to say I'm crazy. And he was like, let me be honest with you. Everybody that comes to this facility do not mean that they're crazy. Like, everybody have different issues while they come here. People are too sad. People are angry. Um, people can't cope with drug issues. It's a lot of different things that they had helped out with. Do not mean that you crazy. Because I asked him, I said, am I crazy? And he laughed. He was like, no, your views of the world is just different. And I'm going to help you with that. You're just going through depression with your medication. Plus, start doing things that make you happy and coming here. I'm going to show you that you're not crazy. And that's a myth I feel in the black community when you hear about mental illness they automatically take, think two things you crazy or you retarded and I think that's wrong we have to change the way we think period as a culture that don't mean that sometimes you have to go outside of your household to talk to someone to get a better look of the issues to help you that's like if I tell my mama something it's my mama she gonna give me mama advice Versus when I went to a therapist who studied this, went to school for this, and he went right and described and prescribed me and um, told me exactly what mental issues I had. Something that my mama couldn't do. So it don't, it don't hurt going to talk and see a therapist or a psychologist if that's what you have to do. Like, I'm not going to say the person's name, but I do have a relative who has a mental issue. He's schizophrenic. And when I say when we was younger, look, this is what I'm saying. When we was younger, right, he had schizophrenia. So schizophrenia is when you hear voices in your head. You have, like, different personalities. So when we was little, me and my cousin, we used to, like, not laugh at him, but it used to be funny to us as kids when he had these different peoples. And for so long, my granny and my great aunts would be like, oh, he crazy. You know, he he crazy, leave him alone, leave him on out there. We used to laugh at it or whatever, but as an adult, I see it's not funny at all. Like, he really was going through some issues. Plus, he had some type of other substance abuse going on on top of that. They used to set him off, and it landed him in a lot of trouble during them days, like jail time, right? A lot of stuff was going on with him, but now as an adult, he seeked help. He get medication. You cannot tell that he's schizo at all. You can never tell that. And I think in black families, that's something that we do. If something mentally wrong with a person, we'll just excuse it and say, oh, that's just that person being that person. Never mind him. Oh, he crazy. Never mind him. Something wrong with him. Just sit him in the corner. Don't say nothing to Uncle Junior. He crazy. No, go get Uncle Junior help. And then you don't know what a person went through through childhood. Mm -hmm. Uh, See, it, it, it comes down to I went from you been to one pound and 12 ounces mm-hmm. to losing my grandfather that I thought walked water. Understand me. I lost him 
and you come to one pound and 12 ounces, then your dad having an aneurysm, then I lost my dad. All that came upon me in one day. And that pushed me into depression. Mm-hmm. So see, people have to think about it. It just don't come in one day. It's, it's a lot of things that hit you. Uh, it comes along with it. Right. Just through life itself. It'll make you crazy. You know, just through life itself. You have to sit back and see what a person went through through life. Mm-hmm. Just don't say, oh, she'll be all right. He'll be all right. You don't know what that person been through and what that person is bringing with them through their life. Mm-hmm. So stop saying that. Go get help. If you need it, it's okay. That's why it's out there. I promise you, it's okay. Don't be ashamed of it. What you be ashamed of it is you know you need help and don't go get it. That's what you need to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. That's what you need to be ashamed of. Right, or people be like, the, the super, holy rollers, I call them super Christians, they be like, oh, that's just the devil just prayed away. Listen, I say God didn't make scientists. He didn't make therapists for no reason. He blessed them to be that smart and educated to go through college and bless them to help others. That's their career, is to help others. Like, prayer is amazing. Prayer changes things, but not by yourself. Yeah, and he gave you sense enough to know when something wrong with you. Just like I had had that breakdown, and I felt crazy. And when I came downstairs, I was like, listen, I don't know what I'm going through, mama, but something ain't right. And he was like, what you mean? I said, something not right with me. I am so unhappy. I don't want to be here no more. Something mentally is yep. wrong with me. I need help. Yep. And I said, let's go. Right. And I said, let's go. Because I knew at that point I couldn't help you anymore. Right. I know I couldn't. So I said, okay, let's go. And I went with you to every session. If I had to go with you, I'd go with you. I wasn't afraid. I wasn't scared who seen me going in the building. Half of you think I need to be locked up in your damn Right. Bag. <laughs> think I need to be over there 24-7. It ain't nothing wrong with you. You just keep it real. And you say things that people need to be saying. They should call everything and you don't. I ain't going to never should go crazy. crazy. Nope. Sure don't. I'm not crazy. I really am not. And another thing a relative had told me with which is a myth, they was like, I forgot, we was discussing depression because I feel, I told a person to go get help because their other siblings went and got help. And I was like, I think maybe you should need to go get help. My therapist cool. I cook it with my therapist because he's a younger therapist and he can really, you, like with my therapist, you got to find a therapist that match you too. My mm-hmm. therapist, he was cool to the point where at some point I had looked at him like my best friend but he really was doing his job this is what he do he became my friend to get in my head to see exactly what was going on with me and that man he really saved my life and he turned from my therapist to my life coach and so I was telling the person maybe you need to go get help it's not it's not a bad thing just try it out you can't judge it before you try it and the person looked at me and was like you depressed you tried you tried suicide and I said yeah because it had got that bad and I was telling the person that, and then the person was like, um, why Why are you depressed, though? And I was like, what do you mean? I can't tell you why I'm depressed. It's just something that happened. And they was like, well, you have no reason to be depressed. You had your mama and daddy. You spoiled. You had everything. There's no reason for you to be depressed. You're still at home with your parents. You ain't out here struggling. You ain't been in a shelter like me. Um... 
all this type of stuff. I'm struggling. I don't know where my next meal coming from. I don't know how I'm going to get my kids some clothes. Like, you have nothing to be depressed about. Now, mind you, this person came from a mental health family anyway. They was, their uh, parents and grandparents, aunties and uncles had mental issues too. And it trickled down, of course. And I think it affected them in some type of way too. Because a mental person can put off their energy on you. Because they, they don't have, uh, they don't know that it's wrong because they're having a mental issue, right? They don't know it's wrong, so they're raising you like that. Right, and so right. that person felt like, how could me, little old me, be depressed? I don't know what depression is. I shouldn't be taking pills. I shouldn't be going to no therapist. I can possibly be, be depressed as them. Of course not. You're a princess that sits upon a pedestal. That's what they think. Yeah, and, they and, and you're, so, you're such a princess, and you never wanted for anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, my sweet little dog. Mm-hmm. And I brought you a Benz when you was 12. Is that what they think? <laughs> they so fucked up in the head. They is. Yes, they are. Because we struggle, too. Because I made it look good. Let me tell y'all something. That's another thing. Let's. You know what? I'm going to just be real. Because now you don't really tick me off. Let me tell you something. The difference between me and the rest of this family is this. Because I was always taught like this. My grandfather, O.B. Jenkins, taught me this. If you got a brick in your home, you wash that brick off and make it look good. Mm-hmm. So just because I kept a clean house... Cleaned your clothes, made you add a T-shirt if we had to go to Big Lots. Mm-hmm. That don't mean nothing. Okay, that means I'm bougie. And you I'm bougie. bougie. Ain't nothing I, wrong with being I'm bougie. Ain't nothing wrong with being bougie. Please don't get that twisted. Ain't, ain't nothing bougie. wrong with being bougie. It's just that I wasn't going to let you walk out that damn door looking like Skid Row. <laughs> Always made it look good. Because it's like this. Ain't nobody going to give you nothing if you don't look like nothing. Exactly. I'm going to make you look like something somebody makes so somebody will give you something. Mm-hmm. So it ain't like that we were struggling. We were struggling just like the next person. Listen, and that's so, just the way it was. So, so I ain't trying to hear that bullshit. For the listeners that don't know me, you just listening. So I stay on this street called McCord Street, right? At the end of the day. Right across from my house that I grew up on was this project called Vineyard Projects. And it's back in the 90s, right? This is when uh, crack was out. This is when Bloods and Crips was out. And people think that I was so sheltered and so sported. I didn't see anything. Man, I didn't see murders. I didn't see a drive-by. I didn't see bodies. I didn't see somebody I used to play with get their head blew off. My uncles ran with some of the drug dealers. Yes. I was in the projects late at night partying with the thugs, but I, you know, they they didn't do anything to me because they knew my people, whatever. And I was a little girl, and people didn't think that I saw those things. Let me tell you something. I'm not afraid to say it. Yes, I came from a two-parent home. Thank God, where my classmates and counterparts didn't. You know, they always had one uh, single mother raising them or a grandma raising them, and which is not bad. That's good that somebody was raising them, but I was blessed to have two parents. So they automatically thought I thought I was all that. We had a house. We wasn't in apartments or projects. They automatically ripped me off on that. We had cars. They ripped me off on that. Um, I'm my parents' only child. I do have a half-sister, but I don't call her my half-sister. She's my sister. But I do, I'm the only kid between my mom and my dad. So automatically they ripped me off of that too because they felt like, well, you can get everything. Well, no, I didn't. 
No, and what you did no, get, I didn't. What no, they I need didn't. to understand is what you did get. It came from your grandparents. It right. Came from my grandmother that mm-hmm. gave you. Me and your dad, we both see what they don't understand. Me and your dad worked two jobs mm-hmm. just to survive, mm-hmm. just to pay those bills on them cars mm-hmm. and that house note. Mm-hmm. I'm like James Brown. You better get this straight. This goes for you and anybody else. Please listen to this. I'm like James Brown. Ain't nobody gave me nothing but open the door, bitch, and I get it myself. Okay. And Please that's the thing. Now, see, now y'all done made me mad. <laughs> Don't be bad, mama. See? We just keeping it real. It's real talk podcast. Ain't nobody but, gave me and your daddy nothing. Whatever we got, we worked for. I didn't have no food stamps. I ain't had no ADC, BDC, HIV, and none of that shit. We had to work. We did the W-O-R-K, work. We had J-O-Bs. That's what we did. We had jobs. We didn't have one job. We had two jobs. Yep. We would go to the factory, leave the factory, then go clean the job. Yep. We did cleaning jobs for 10 years. We worked mm-hmm. in the factory. So whatever, whatever Larissa Nicole had, didn't nobody give it to her. We'd work for it. So please remember that when you go to Holly. Oh, she's bougie. You damn right she bougie. <laughs> you damn bad shit. She bougie not. She's she bougie She not. didn't call me by my whole entire government name. Please remember that. <laughs> please no, remember I that. No, I think people... Um, judged me a lot because they seen I had a house but what they didn't know is I remember our roof caved in I remember uh, we didn't have hot water we used to have to boil hot water Shit. on the stove, on a coffee pot. So I can't say I know how to survive at the end of the day. So, no, I'm not this little princess that people think I am. I had friends um, that I used to go play with, and their house was the drug house. I seen them do drug transactions, different little things. People like to judge people, and that would press a person into depression, too, because I was picked on because I had something. That is so backwards. Instead of getting picked on because you didn't have I was picked on because I was blessed I didn't ask for these things it just it just happened that way and I remember that we did y'all did work two jobs because I used to go to work with y'all I was help cleaning the buildings with y'all but this is why I had got picked on and I didn't know people were jealous but at the same time, this is what I was picked on, and it pressed me into depression at a very young age. And that's you when... You know what, baby? Listen to me. Those who picked on you, they didn't know. They had it better than you. Because you know what? They mama... Girl, I'm finna say it, and I don't care who get made. Girl, don't say no names. I ain't gonna say no names, but listen to <laughs> I me. I ain't trying to get sued. Girl... <laughs> They, they had a bed. They was getting food stamps, and they mama legs was stretched from this way to that way. Was getting more money than anything. So yes, they was. Yes, they was, and they know exactly who I'm talking about. They had more dope dealers in their house slanging dope. They was the one. This song just came out. I'ma sell dope to the sun go down. Oh, bitch, guess what? That shit was going on in the '80s. They was selling daughter, son, and everything else. So they had it better than you. They just didn't use it wisely. So I ain't trying to hear that shit. You wasn't no princess. You was just as hood as the next motherfucker. I shit. Swear. I, I promise swear. you you was. It's just that I made you clean that shit up. That's all. And Girl, I had, don't mess with I me had today. got uh Don't mess with me today. Tease and I remember this neighborhood bully had moved in Girl. in our uh town. And he used to bully me so bad because I was the type of kid where I played with boys more than I played with girls because boys were just more fun. They was in the sports. They was daring. So I used to play with um, boys. Boys was always my best friend. So this new kid had moved on the block was a boy, and he was like a real deal-ass bully. And to this day, 
I ain't trying to talk about nobody, but he ain't worth a quarter. Dude mm-hmm. just got out of prison, and mm-hmm. we, we ain't surprised by the way he grew up. Mm-hmm. But whatever. He used to tease me, and one thing pushed me into another, I think it's a mental illness, like an eating disorder. I was overweight as a kid, mm-hmm. but none of my boy friends at the time made me feel that way. I was just chubby, but I played football, I played basketball, we used to wrestle, all that stuff. Nobody ever brought up the fact that I was chunky, okay? I was just a chunky girl on the block that played with all the boys. Well, this kid brought up the fact that, and I was known as Fat Nikki. And that used to make me cry so bad. My grandma used to be like, don't be stunned what them kids say. And she would just go get me snacks because that's what grandmas do. My great-grandma. So then I started overeating. I was emotional. I didn't know where to put that emotion. So I started overeating. And remember, I went to the doctor. I'll never forget it. And the doctor was like, how many bowls of cereal you eat? And I was like, about five bowls. She was like, what is wrong with you? And you was like, "Uh uh-uh. I'm finna talk to your grandma. Why is you eating like that? And I was like, I don't know. At the time, I did not know I had an eating disorder. I was an mm-hmm. emotional eater. And it went from being fat Nikki to ugly Nikki to monkey gorilla looking Nikki. And it carried through junior high. So by then, I'm already feeling bad about myself. And you see how long that depression was? You see where it started That's from? what I'm saying. It started from when I was about, what, 11 or 12 years that? old. And I'm 34 years old. So... That's why I be on heaven by bullying and stuff because you can carry stuff for mm-hmm. so long. And if you don't go and talk to somebody about it, you're going to continue to carry that yep. to the day you die. Yep. And that is so wrong. So basically your bully started back when you were left. And I see it. And it's funny because everybody that bullied me, they'll speak to me and stuff like, like it ain't never nothing. happened. They be all, hey, Lorenza. Hey, And you're supposed Nikki. to just forget it. And I be like. Get the hell out of my face. Like, it's like I relived it like it happened yesterday. And people be like, just let it go. No, I feel like this per. I think they know what they did, but they'll say, we was kids. And they don't realize it go. how it really affected you. But then, too, at the same time, as you get older, you have to realize, I hope you realize now, it's not that I think they were just really jealous. Because you were never ugly. I always thought that y'all like no when you told that you ugly every day you fat every no. day no. you had friends that'll be your friends but then they get around a certain group of people that called you fat and ugly every day no. you start feeling that I had felt like that no. for years well, it was, to it was an like adult. You just, but like you said you raised them two parent home yep you had a home and they thought you was this this and that so it wasn't about just you. It was just this jealousy thing that was going on. So as you got older, I hope you see that now. You were none of that what they said was. Because, honey, I'm here to tell you, some of them friends you ran with, baby, I know the zoo had let their ass go. <laughs> I know they did. And I always told you, you ain't had no friends. You had associates. Yeah, I know that you ain't now. never had a friend, baby. I you had associates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, as long as you know that. But I ain't going to say no names. She's so funny. <laughs> I ain't going to say not a nan name. Sure ain't. Mm-mm. So, going on, did you tell somebody that you had depression? Like, did you call a friend? Did you tell your mom? Did you? Because a lot of people be going through stuff. And they don't tell nobody. And it keeps going on. Did you hint? Some people that's depressed hint to people in their own way. Everybody leak out depression or suicidal thoughts in their own way. Whether it's through a letter, whether it's confiding in somebody. Did you tell somebody? I told 
a friend at work. Mm-hmm. And <coughs> she must have spoken to somebody else because I looked up. We, our phone had been cut off. And the next couple days, I had three cell phones. Mm-hmm. People from work that I had worked with was dropping phones off to me. Mm-hmm. And then a friend came in from work mm-hmm. and gave me $350 that was for rent. And another person came in and dropped some money off for electric. And money started coming in. Mm-hmm. So the person I told mm-hmm. must have went and said something to somebody right else. Up. Right. And it was never brought up to me. It was never rubbed in my face. Right. Or none of that. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I did go tell. That's why I say you can't keep it in because they can't read your mind. So you have to tell somebody. Mm-hmm. And this person called me every day. And now she's my sister. Right. I love her to death. She's my sister. And there's nothing I won't do for her and she won't do for me. Mm-hmm. But she calls me every day and that's the person I told. And she was very upset that I hadn't told her Right. earlier. You know, she was like, well, why are you just not saying something? You mean to tell me you was going to do this to yourself? And I was like, yeah. And I told her why. And she said, so your phone's cut off, this, this, and that. And I was like, yeah, and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And she's like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to holler at you later. And I was like, oh, just like that. And before I know it, rent was paid, lecture was paid, water was paid, had phones and everything. Right. And I did lift the weight off my shoulders a little bit. So, yeah, I told. See, when you reach out to somebody or tell somebody, you never know. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Don't be ashamed to. You don't have to tell everybody you're, oh my God, I tried to kill myself yet. You don't even have to go into that. Nope. You could just be like, listen, I need a listening ear. I need to talk to somebody. That's it. I remember for me, I told somebody who I thought was a close friend to mm-hmm. me. I had brought it up to them, but I, the reaction I got is kind of weird because I don't know. Did they get what I was trying to tell them, or did they get it and didn't care? She ain't that damn special. <laughs> I had mentioned it to a person, and I was just like, I feel empty inside. I'm going through it. My baby ain't got nothing. Um, I feel like a failure. I don't. I don't want to be here no more. I don't. Should be good without me. And the person didn't call and check on me. The person didn't. Um, come to my house to see did I really commit suicide the person didn't tell any relatives the only reaction I got was oh girl I understand you know I went through depression too but yeah anyway I'm with my dude blah 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 I went on about talking about her dude at the time and I hung up and I was like damn did she did she comprehend what I was just telling her? I just told her. I think I told her several times. I was like, I don't want to be here no more. I'm just so unhappy with my life. Like, right then and there, I was really cra- calling out for help. Right then and there, I really needed a friend. I really wish she would have came over. Because then I think about it. Like, what if I had killed myself right after I got off the phone with her? She was the only person that that would have knew that. It didn't. Uh, at the time, I felt like she didn't care. 
And then I think my feelings really got hurt because I'm like, damn, you supposed to be like really close to me. And I feel like they didn't care. I don't know. Did she comprehend what I was saying to her? Or at the time, she really just didn't care. Like, okay, whatever. Like, shit, okay. But then I think that's messed up because that's like if a friend reach out to me and like, I don't want to be here no more, blah, blah. And I'm like, girl, yeah, whatever. All right. Well, anyways, I'm with my man. I can't really talk. And that person killed themselves. I would feel like shit. And they family would be mad at me because they're like, why you didn't say nothing? What type of friend is you? And like to this day, like since my heart was so big, I did forgive that person and try to move on. But it do, mm-hmm. it does put a strain mm-hmm. on that. So I just, well, I don't know. I don't well, know. Child. I don't think we as tight as we was. Mm. Well, listen. On that note, I'm gonna tell you this. <laughs> I don't understand people. Listen, y'all. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> listen. Oh, God. I am so sorry, but listen. <coughs> I ain't got Corona. I got sarcoidosis. That's why I'm calling. It ain't even called sarcoidosis. What is? Whatever it's called, I got. It's um the lung disease that Bernie Mac has. Okay, that's what Anyways. I got. I ain't got Corona. But listen to me. Listen. <laughs> For those people that says, "Jesus, <laughs> let me tell the truth." Oh, I forgive them. You know, people that be done done y'all wrong, and y'all be like, "Oh, I forgive them." Yeah. And <laughs> no, y'all don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Sometimes. Listen, that's listen. That's God's job. He in the forgiving business. I'm not. And he don't need no help from me, Jesus. I can't help him. Listen. So y'all tell me this. Say, like them people in prison, and they done killed up somebody's family, and they like, oh, I forgive them. So forgiving is like this. Would you invite that person to dinner and have some black-eyed peas and some cornbread and shit? Now, that's forgiving. If you can't set that person down in front of you to have breakfast with you and sit down, you ain't forgave them. I'm getting to that point with that So you ain't forgave that cow. I'm getting to that point. Nikki, you mean to tell me you can fight? So you ain't forgave her then? Because it hurts. So stop saying that. And y'all stop saying that. Oh, I done forgave them. No, you ain't. No, you ain't. Just say, you know what? We good. That's what I tell them. We good. We good. Because I ain't forgave you for shit. That's that, let me tell you, that's God's job. I ain't going to help him. Nope, he don't need no help. God, <laughs> that's his job. I'm not forgiving you. I, we good. So listen, we're going to take a really short break. We'll be back. We're going to finish this discussion. We're going to go into the effects depression have, meaning uh, emotional effects it have on other family members, also suicide. This is Real Talk Podcast with your girl just Nick Nick. My first guest is my mama over here. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you share and come right back so we can finish this discussion you guys. Thanks for tuning in.